Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Full Spectrum Survival here on YouTube, bringing you the news that you need to know every single day. The only channel bringing you headlines from America and from around the world every day for you and your family to make good and actionable informed decisions for what to do in the unknowns of tomorrow. The former military inspectorate of the Ministry of Defense of Moldova has said that the armed forces of Transnistria have rigged all of their arms depots within the breakaway region, including the uh, Kavazna ammunition depot. They've rigged them with explosives so that if any military operation begins from Russia in this Ukrainian conflict, it will cause catastrophic damage to parts of Moldova, Transnistria, and Ukraine. Moving forward, the United States of America is reported to be in the discussion and action implementation phase of how to react to Russian President Vladimir Putin's recent announcement that the country will strengthen its own nuclear forces. This is a readiness for nuclear war. The U.S. natural, uh, natural gas futures are continuing to climb. They're now up about 10%, and we see economists say that you can expect gas to basically never come back down to what it was before. Your house prices aren't going to come down. Your car prices aren't going to come down. Your gas prices will not come down. Only through strategic manipulation, and that isn't to say it's a good thing, of things like our oil reserve. Will they be able to keep gasoline prices in a uh, nominal level? When those climb beyond their ability to control and when we run out of reserves, you can bet that America will be involved in the next war. The Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu has held a series of high-level secretive meetings with top military officials. These meetings are aimed at increasing the possibilities and the preparations for a unique, what they're calling a unique military confrontation with the country of Iran. We expect they're going to bomb them and take out their nuclear weapons creation capabilities. The current situation has bonds in the economy down like inflation is at 10%. The stock market is down like the Federal Reserve's pivot is gone. We're seeing different mortgage demands at 25 to now suspected 35 year lows. Earnings that are being posted are seeing their largest decline since the third quarter of 2020. Basis points in rate expectations are being added and this recession is here for everyone except the Federal Reserve. The US housing market has now dramatically slowed down with higher rates. Existing home sales are plunging now down to 4 million. Investors are reported to be backing off from the housing market. Get this, buying half as many homes as they did one year ago, according to Redfin. Consumer prices, that's what you and I pay, has jumped for the poorest 10th percent, the poorest, uh, poorest 10th percent of the households in the U.S. in a 12-month period. They expect us to continue paying more in perpetuity. Credit card balances are increasing by $130 billion just from December of 21 to December of 2022. This is the largest annual growth on record. Every time you hear a member of the Federal Reserve or the U.S. government say that the resiliency of the American people to keep this economy going is stronger than they could have anticipated, what they really mean is people are living on credit card debt. 
delinquency rates in credit cards are at their highest since 2019, and we see a massive bubble popping in 2023. Scientists, however, fear that our reliance on electricity and interconnectivity could mean that we are far more vulnerable to the effects of a coming sunstorm than ever before. They warn that the sun is entering into a period of peak activity that is going to last for several years to come. The sun's about to get much more active, sending grid-disrupting storms, these solar storms, that are going to see our world change. They say this is because the poles are flipping. The sun becomes convectively unstable. Its magnetic fields become so unstable that the north and the south abruptly flip or switch places. This throws our star's polarity out of whack, according to Matthew Owens. He's a professor of space physics at the University of Reading. That instability, according to these researchers, causes disruptions in the magnetic fields at the surface of the, science, uh, at the sun, the solar giant. These become much more active, causing a solar maximum. Now, I'll have you remember, as we look back in recent history, every time we switched over to a solar maximum, we saw great Earth changes here on our planet. With so many crisis events that we are facing today and every day, it really makes you question just how much the American people and the people of our world can take. As the geomagnetic storm messes with the ionosphere's magnetic charge, in doing so, it creates currents in the ionosphere. These currents in the upper atmosphere interact with particulars, uh, particles, particulates on the ground. These interactions between the particles create electrical currents that flood infrastructure here on Earth. This triggers bizarre phenomena, according to scientists. In one example, in 1972, a U.S. military pilot was flying south of one harbor in North Vietnam. He saw two dozen sea mines explode in the water without any cause. A 2018 study looking at space weather at the same time concluded that the cause was a solar storm. If the currents flood the electrical grid, they blow up transformers, they can completely wipe out the infrastructure in the USA. One damaged transformer isn't going to cause an issue, I'm sure you know, but a large geomagnetic storm heading toward Earth could give us a huge disruption, one that could take weeks, even months, to come back from. You'll see transformers one after another blowing up, knocking out the entire grid. In that case, according to this researcher, restarting the grid will take months. He said it could be a matter of weeks or even months. And then you lose refrigeration. You lose access to hospitals. You lose things that we need for life. Things get very seriously, uh, get very serious very quickly. Owens added that if the 1859 solar storm that was recorded was to happen today, we would be far more susceptible to uh, the events and the escalation of events than we were at that time. The latest solar cycle, which peaked around 2010, was particularly quiet. He said that the governments of our world have been lulled into a false sense of security. It was the smallest that we had seen for a hundred years, he warns. The danger of going from a small cycle to a slightly bigger one is that you then realize where all of the vulnerabilities lie. So that might be what we're looking at here in the next couple of months or even the next couple of years. I just urge your family to get ready. The U.S. Secretary of Defense is expected to arrive in Israel this week for a two-day visit. 
to Israeli and U.S. officials are saying that last Friday he spoke to his Israeli counterpart and encouraged the de-escalation of tensions on the occupied region of the West Bank. This followed an Israeli military aid on that region that resulted in civilian casualties. Now, in a statement, the Israeli counterpart was told that uh, Austin said that the operation was indeed necessary to stop a planned attack against Israelis. He said that the two discussed joint efforts to calm down tensions in the region. That's right, they're going to pivot, they're going to uh, shift their focus to Iran. Gallant also said that he told Austin that Israel is very concerned about uranium enrichment by Iran, stressed that Israel is committed completely to preventing Tehran from gaining nuclear weapons capabilities. Now, while there, uh, the uh, defense uh, organization, the entire defense group of the United States of America is expected to begin implementing plans, meeting with the IDF chief and meeting with other areas and other organizations in the Israeli government to prepare for a war on Iran. Walmart has recently posted a condemning report on the state of the American economy. This said that the stock market needs to get ready. Things are going to be tougher in this year in 2023. A warning that consumers are starting to pull back as they feel the squeeze on the American financial markets. Relentlessly rising prices on everyday goods is starting to squeeze the American pocketbook. The retail giant's revenue and profits grew quickly, more quicker than ever, according to analysts that looked through the months behind. This included holiday shopping, people putting things on credit card debt, consumers making more trips to the stores. Walmart's quarterly revenue of $164 billion was almost 8% higher than the same period a year earlier. December was the best month for sales, and now they're saying watch out because people are stretched too thin. They simply cannot put the same amount on credit cards that they had been. The company forecasted mute earnings for the current financial, uh, financial year, worse than anticipated. This has scared investors. Doug McMillan, Walmart's chief executive, he put out a warning to analysts in the market on a call that the company was optimistic that more higher income families will start shopping with Walmart. That is to say the people who were putting their money elsewhere now are going to be scraping by. It was a similar story at the giant Home Depot. Profits are going to be slim this year. The home improvement giant retailer said that uh, they closely tied, uh, because they're closely tied to the housing market and because mortgage rates are rising, you're going to see less and less people improving their homes. Less and less people are going to be do think, doing things that aren't just necessary for the upkeep of a home. The results from Walmart and Home Depot have suggested that the resiliency of consumers is starting to drop. Inflation and rising interest rates are making it so that households are suffering. Some key suppliers like Procter & Gamble, Unilever, they are saying that they will continue raising their prices this year. This will force retailers like Walmart to choose between raising their own prices or look for profit margins to shrink. Others like Kraft and Pepsi said that they might stop right, uh, raising their prices after making hefty increases last year. I like that. They might stop. This led to consumers cutting back and trading down, uh, degrading on cheaper brands. Another sign of rising cost pressures, Home Depot warned that in the same time frame, it would be making changes that reflect coming prices to its more than 2,300 stores in the USA, Mexico, and Canada. 
So we have a massive amount of things happening around the world this month. We have the economy showing the signs of the cracks that will upend the entire uh, United States dollars hold on the rest of the world. We have Russia and China working together in ways that they never have openly before. We have the United States of America and Israel preparing for an attack on Iran. We have an entire world being swallowed into a war. There is time right now for you and your family to get ready. There's things that you can do. There's options that you have. One of those is to completely remove yourself from your dependence on the rest of the world. It's a hard task and it's one that doesn't come easily or without its own burden. If you grow some of your own food, you have some independence there. If you pay off your debt, you have a little bit more independence. If you uh, look, go out and you learn skills, you have more independence. I'm talking everyday things. How to fix your own plumbing, how to exchange your own toilet, how to uh, you know repair something on your house. Everything that you can do for yourself removes a little bit of your dependency on the larger economy. Now, that might not be great for the economy as a whole, but it's what happens during every economic crisis. So just take the things that you can do into account and try to work on them this month. It's what we were doing here in-house. I hope that you and your family have enough time to get ready for what you will need in the months ahead. From my family to you and yours, please stay safe. Remain ever vigilant and keep watch. This week's Full Spectrum News is brought to us by each one of you commenting here on Full Spectrum Survival every single day. Go down in the comments if you have a question and leave the word question first. If you see a question, try to answer it for someone else. You might take a moment out of your day and you might save their life or save them a lot of hardship. All of our members on Patreon. Also check out contingencymedical.com. It's real antibiotics by real doctors sent by real pharmacies. Use the code FSS10 and you'll get a discount there. And nutrientsurvival.com forward slash FSS. They have long-term food storage. Things like these meals that are ready to eat. It's like the army's meals that are ready to eat, but less like prison food. They work hard to keep the nutrients in there. Use the code FSS15 if you want a discount there. Please, everyone, stay safe. Keep watching. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow. Many of the jail guards asked you about voting in the mayoral election. Um, what do they say to you? So they have a list of who's registered to vote. So what did they say to you?
And they're doing this with all the inmates at the jail. And they're being that aggressive? Yes. When did all of this start? Uh, that's going on the last month. And they also did it for the federal election twice in October. It does sound like ballot harvesting. Allegations are true, 
that hey get my brothers and sisters up in there to vote for me and it's like but mayor why is there 72 percent black people in your jails more than anybody else i mean that's what i'd be asking if she wanted my vote so anyway y'all tell me what you think of this y'all think she's cheating or is it just you know a one-off and for more on commentary please subscribe to this channel and my channel the demetra k show here on youtube please you hear that bullshit? Mm-hmm. Now here in Michigan, you can't vote if you're locked up. But <laughs> I don't put nothing past these motherfuckers. This whole government, this country is fucked up from the top to the bottom. Yeah, they get them before they go to prison. Oh, Unless of course. They get in prison, then they can't get. Them. Yeah, as long as they're in that jail, they can they jail, can harvest the votes and shit. This shit should be highly illegal. But I'm up here watching these motherfuckers cast right. votes and shit. And the bitch still lost. Yep. All right, we're going to find something else to stream in a little bit. Hayes and Nene out. And then this stuff, I got to pour in all the pots. I got to bring those other pots in too. What's going on, Black family? Hayes here. Nene sleep. You might hear her snoring in a little bit. Bought some gummies for her today, so I think she took all those straight to the head. Dog sleep. All the doors are locked. Unties are comfortable. So it's time for me to relax. And I went down my brother's uh, timeline to see that he's got a Quite a bit of new content that I haven't seen or streamed, so that's what I'm here to do now. All right, so got these keyed up. Uh, let me see if I got damn. Went to the wrong page. Hold on, so it take me a minute. Uh, yeah, here we go. I don't want to play that about bitch. Hold on, let me see if he got the same. Hold on. I'll be damned. Refresh the page, see if that'll work. <sighs> This uh over right here. Let's see if I get this to go to the one that I wanted to try first, and uh, I, I think this is it. No, uh, wait a minute. I think this one's about Bill. Uh, this is worth listening to all you folks. And this goes on to what we're saying. We cannot let these savages take Africa again. But it takes more so than us talking on this. And it takes the people there. 
You cannot have your leader selling you out. I'm gonna, we're going to listen to Lumumba. He sums it up in very easy words. And he was bringing up the conference, uh, he was speaking in a conference of nations of Africa. Let's listen in. You see Tony Blair come and meet your president. You see Macron come and meet your president. You see all of them. And then they will never admit, but they'll be told if you want money in agriculture, behave this way. If you want money in this area, behave this way. They will never tell that to the Chinese. They will never tell that to the Indians. They will never tell that to the Vietnamese. They will never tell that to the Koreans. But in Africa, they tell us. That is why, as I speak to you now, under this new scramble, the IMF and the World Bank are back. Telling you who to hire in your universities, what to sell and what not to sell. It is a sad situation. So today, as I look at Africa in that new scramble, the Chinese are here. The Turks are here. The British are here. The French are here. The Qataris are here. The Americans are here. This time round, they are so subtle that we don't even recognize them, but they control us. What are we going to do about it in order to develop? We must do something. You'll see Bill Gates come and meet your president. You'll see Tony Blair come and meet your president. You'll see Macron come and meet your president. You'll see all of them. And then they will never admit, but they'll be told if you want money in agriculture, behave this way. If you want money in this area, behave this way. They will never tell that to the Chinese. They will never tell that to the Indians. They will never tell that to the Vietnamese. They will never tell that to the Koreans. But in Africa, they tell us. That is why, as I speak to you now, under this new scramble, the IMF and the World Bank are back. Telling you who to hire in your universities, what to sell and what not to sell. It is a sad situation. So today, as I look at Africa in that new scramble, the Chinese are here. The Turks are here. The British are here. The French are here. The Qataris are here. The Americans are here. This time round, they are so subtle that we don't even recognize them, but they control us. What are we going to do about it in order to develop? We must do something. So there you are.
And what did he say? The Chinese are here. The Turks are here. It wasn't that just Turkey that threw all the black people out, was mistreating them a week or so ago? I forgot the situation. The British, French, Americans, they are all there. The same bastards that fucked you over the first time for 400 years. Are you going to, he's saying, what are you going to do about it? And I've told you young people in Africa, if your leadership don't change, don't march and beg, start killing the motherfuckers. This is the only way. This is the way that everybody beats the fucking white man and his bullshit lackeys. You kill them off. Because you got some leaders in Africa who are right on the point about not letting these bastards in. Then you got others just grinning and shinning. And then this thing about, have you noticed, I don't know, I don't have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter anymore. I don't use those. Have you noticed suddenly all these poor starving motherfucking babies are being shown from Africa out of these orphanages or some of these fucking villages way out in the bush? See, then they'll go in there and say, well, we come in here to save these people because your government is oppressive. So we're going to invade Uganda. We're going to invade uh, Rwanda. We're going to invade Burkina Faso. We're going to invade anywhere that the goddamn white man is not wanted because we are going to be where we're supposed to be because we're wanted because of what you want. And if you let it happen, then you deserve to die. Every one of you. If you let these bastards that he just named off take control of your country and you sit back and look stupid, you deserve to die. If you let these people teach you what they want to teach you and tell you your people weren't shit when you were here for millions of years before them, then you need to die. That's what I'm telling you. Like he says, the IMF and the World Bank, all of a sudden, they're back now. They want to supply money to these countries. They want to get you in debt to these motherfuckers again. But for, for decades and decades, they did nothing for Africa. Now, I don't know that much about the Chinese. Then they came. They came in, and in some countries, they got their own little basically city. And you know whose fault that is? That's your fault, people. That's your goddamn fault. Remember, and I'm not feeling sorry for none of you motherfuckers. I don't feel sorry for the motherfuckers here that they look like me. Because if you let it happen, that's your fault, not theirs. If you let a fucking walk on you and stomp you in your ass daily and take what's yours, and then you keep letting them do that, then you deserve it. You deserve to die. You should kill yourself because you're going to be in the way anyway, and they're going to kill you anyway. But like I said, you know, all these people, they said, all these countries, Bill Gates, you know, Elon Musk, all these motherfuckers are suddenly interested in Africa so they can re-exploit you, so they can take your shit again. Like in Uganda, where they found trillions of dollars worth of gold. Then they tell you, you we won't give you no money. Well, you see, this is what I've told you before. Fuck the white man's money and the Asian man's money. Your money is what you grow and what's in your ground. That supersedes all the bullshit paper and the fucked up coins they give you. 
Your shit is worth 10 times more than that. They can't back their money up with anything. And then tell you what to grow and you starve and like a fool, your government does this and your people starve, then that's your fault. You need to die. Like I said, African people, black folks, you better wake the fuck up. Nobody wants us in this world. Nobody. And if you got sellout leaders, let them take their paper dollars and whatever they call it, and euros and yarn and yen and whatever the fuck they use, let them take that and go live in their countries without your country giving them anything, giving the rest of the world. I guarantee how long before they be that or they throw them out. But we have to unite in Africa. Black people have to unite. As I said before, one thing that has to change and you should start doing is killing these goddamn so-called Christians, these these so-called leaders of Christianity, the pimp people, and these so-called mullahs or whatever they call them that teach Muslims, because that's neither one of them is our religion. Islam or Christianity is not black people's shit. Black people dealt with spirituality. That's why we lasted so long. We didn't have a book of bullshit on either side lying to us. And you got to get rid of that. And dumb people that keep pushing it, kill them. Don't matter if they're Christian or Islamists, kill them. When they get the message, they'll leave. But one thing for sure, you cannot let the white man get back into put your countries in debt. You young people, I keep telling you, quit fucking running. If you're going to run somewhere, if you want to do something, don't fucking run away. Find a way to get guns and bombs and find out how to fight back. Because you can do it. You know, if you have to pit these motherfuckers against each other, that's how they've been doing it with you all. They pit you against each other. But if you pit these fucking white devils against each other, And tell them, well, I'll give you this if you give us some guns and bombs. That's how you do it. And when you get enough guns and bombs, do what they did to you. Kick their ass out, too. But you got to start waking up, people. You grow food in Africa, but you can't eat. That, that don't make sense. You in this country growing enough food to feed a whole goddamn continent, but you... The country next to you, the people are starving, but they all look like you. You think them dirty ass white bastards going to do that to themselves? No. They find some kind of reason to help the motherfuckers that look like them. You should help your own, help your own people. Black people are one people. No matter what tribe you're from, what language you speak, whatever you believe, except Christianity and Islam, we are one people. We've made this world. We've populated this world at one time before, and I swear I keep believing this. One time before, maybe 100,000, maybe 200,000, maybe 300,000, maybe a million years ago, we ruled, we ruled the world. And maybe we fucked up and got too smart for ourselves and destroyed it damn near. And maybe this what's coming up is Mother Earth saying, well, I'm paying you bastards back 500 years of enslavement. But now the white devil has started to pollute the planet so bad that it's not inhabitable. 
and now they're going to come to your country. They're going to chop down every fucking tree, pollute every lake and river, steal everything out the ground, build their cities up, and leave you motherfuckers with a barren desert on a whole big-ass continent. Do you want that? Or are you going to fight back? If your leadership said no, as I said before, we all in this together, all black people you in this together, you either for or against. There is no middle ground when you come to black folks. There is no middle ground. We cannot have a middle ground like I'm not in this. If you're not in this, that means you the enemy. You die also with them. We have to fight back, just as he said. Hegemony, 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 that word, Western hegemony, that means another, that means a country. Hegemony means like this, basically. Another country taking over another country and imposing their rules. That's what hegemony, hegemony is. That's what that word means, hegemony. And no, you don't want that. Just like the Jamaicans did the Chinese, they built shit in Jamaica and told the Jamaicans they weren't welcome. See, they only told us they did it once. But no, the Jamaicans burnt the shit down twice. And they all said, we can go, we can keep going, we can all go to war. They're not doing that shit no more. This is what you got to do. It don't take much to fight back, folks. You got them, you got them machetes in the motherfucking fields. You can do it just like we always did it before. Come in the middle of the night when the motherfuckers asleep, and you know how to walk around quietly. That's one thing I can say. Black people have a blessing with. They can walk quietly. <laughs> we can pop up behind you. And you don't even know it, but we ain't got to practice it. It's just inherent in us to walk softly. But do not let these people get another toehold. Do not let your country get indebted to the IMF and the World Bank. That's their money. Their money is worth shit to you. Everything that's in the ground in your country is what's worth anything in this planet. That shit they print, that money and shit, that shit don't mean shit. It's nothing but paper. Think about it. It's paper. Does gold compare to paper? Fuck no. Does lithium compare to paper? Fuck no. Does oil compare to paper? Fuck no. Everyone I mentioned is heavier. And then you got, like you said, the Turks and the Qataris in there. How the fuck they and the Turks are treating you like shit? This is just wrong with you black folks over there. You're always smiling. Quit fucking smiling and start frowning and start killing. That's how they treat us. Don't smile no more. Maybe these goddamn bastards get the message. Start chopping them up and they get no more visitors from the outside. You know, they're going to say, well, we need the tourists. No, you don't. You know what you can, your country's going to do, especially the ones that got fertile soil. They can turn all you folks into farmers, agriculturists, pay you decent, and you can sell your shit to the rest of the world. Not the rest of the world tell you, you can't grow this. You can't grow that. We have to grow this. You have to grow that. And you sit there and your government sits there and do it. That ain't feeding your people. That's feeding them hunk, them dirty bastards. No, you grow what your people want to eat and what the neighbors next door to you going to eat. You got to fight back, Africa. 
That's all I can tell you. You got to fight back. We can't give up another 500 years of this. The black race will be extinct if you do this again. If you let any of these motherfuckers get a toehold to the point you don't control your own destiny anymore, your mind is well, like I said, your mind is well poison everybody in your goddamn family and kill yourself too because you let it happen. That's all I can tell you. You let it happen. If it happens again, you, Africa, let it happen. Some more content up here. Um, oh, hold on, here we go. This video. Well, I guess some of you white people still haven't got the memo that a lot of us black folks ain't taking it no more. We just ain't going to take it. And here's a prime example. When you just overstep your bounds and get into somebody's lane and you pay the price. If this happened at, guess where? Walmart, once again. <laughs> I forget where, but uh, I'll let you know in a minute. Let's see what happened here. Hey, stop it! She kicked me! Stop! Stop right there! Stop! 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 She kicked me first! Stop! Hey, stop it! She kicked me! Stop! Stop right there! Stop! 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 She kicked me first! We don't care who's doing it! Stop! Now, you're going to notice three things here, and I'm quite sure all of you noticed it. Of course, white people didn't notice this, because some white fucking savages don't notice shit. They think everything they do is right. First of all, the black lady says, okay, go about your business, go about your business. The white lady says, I ain't the one. I guess she thought she was. So, anyway, the black woman went around her, and the white woman, I guess she thought, she took it in her mind to kick her. And that was a mistake. You know, this, you white people ain't learning. Kicking and spitting on people, especially black folks in this country, has gotten to the all-time high of getting your ass killed. Now, she kicked her, which we can't see because the shell's in the way. What you think the sister girl did? She retaliated and knocked the fuck out of her. You can hear that slap all the way in China. And what happens after that, which you all know, is the white bastard standing there that says nothing until the black woman retaliates. Then he comes up pointing at her, 
you know, stop it, stop it. Like, like she, he, she's a little child, and I'm, I'm the white man. I'm dictating you. And you heard the sister girl say, "Hey, she kicked me first. And then the, the white bitch is that she was a cold, you know, steel one. She cold cocks the sister, and that was when her ass got lit up. And of course, like I said, the same thing you hear again: the white man. Oh, stop it, screaming! But he's pointing at the black woman, like the white bitch didn't do anything. Now, he saw her kick her at the beginning to start this. And the black woman retaliated by smacking a living taste out of her mouth. Because that's back, as I said, you heard that in China. And when then, he's screaming like he's dictating to some some one of his grandkids or whatever the hell he thinks he was talking to. He needs his ass whooped. Seriously. He needs his ass whooped. Because the way he's hollering at this woman, this black woman, he needs his ass whooped. And this is why I tell you useless ass guys out here. You send your women to stores by themselves, or maybe she ain't got nobody. Because I hate to say this, a lot of these black women out here talking this shit, they don't need no black man. So, but anyway, but this guy, he's hollering at her. And then at the end, you notice the, the, the three helpers coming from around, I guess the manager and a couple of more associates, as they call them come from around the other side by the service center. And it looks like the black guy, the young black guy, he reaches down to help the white woman up. I, that cuts off then, so I don't know what happened after that. But she got what she deserved. She got her ass whooped, you know. And like I said, it, it don't matter what we do, the motherfuckers are going to come to us first. We like we did wrong. Like I said, the woman kicked this black woman, and she did what she's supposed to do. She beat the fuck out of her. Now, this is the same thing that happened on Valentine's Day when they made this little white bitch out to be Jesus or, or, or Virgin Mary or some shit when she'd come up and spit on a black woman in the parking lot. Yeah, she spat on her and spat on her car and then told the black woman, I will go, I will blow, blow your fat ass away. And she reached in her car, and that black woman fooled her. She had a gun, too, and she blew her motherfucking ass away. But you didn't hear that. You heard all the, the white girl was pregnant. She was 22 years old. They were both 22. You know, the black girl was 22, too. And she was a wife and a husband. You know, the, the white woman was a wife, and she's pregnant, and this is what happened. And, and the first thing... Everybody thinking of the, the poor innocent white girl, they're making the sister girl look like a little thug, basically, as much as they could. I mean, they, her picture looked like a thug. They got the white bitch. Her picture's all up, you know, like with her wedding day or graduation picture. Now, come to find out yesterday, the sheriff of that county said himself what happened. He says, first... They got, this woman came to the parking lot, the white one, arguing with the black woman instead of going about her business. And then she spat on the, she spat on the black woman's chest. Then she spat on her car. Then she turned around and told the black woman, I'm going to blow your fat ass away. Well, I think Virginia, this was that, is a stand your ground state, the black woman. Fortunately, carried a gun in her purse and up the gun and killed the motherfucker right there on the spot. Now, she got in her car and took off, but later on during the day, the sister girl that shot the bitch 
She came back and turned herself in. She went to the police station and turned herself in. They charged her with murder. But let's go further with this story. The white girl, her and her brother, a week before, or two weeks, had gotten into an argument also with another guy at another place in the parking lot. Same scenario. And only this time, that the guy they got into an argument was 44 years old. He pulled up a gun and blew her, blew, blew her brother's ass away, killed him. Now, you would think that would teach them something to leave folks alone. But no. So she jumps in, and she's got all kind of records. This white bra got all kind of records, you know. She's got Zorley records. She got all, records for all kind of other shit for fighting in public and everything. The black young lady ain't got, ain't got no record, nothing. She never did anything. But now they're charging her with murder for defending herself, understand your ground state. But that's bullshit. We're going to see what happens. And I say, if they railroad her and you Negroes still stand around just start filming it and do nothing, oh, well. If you go get some damn Ben Crump and shit, oh, well. Instead of you, you know, doing what you got to do. Because it's, it's come to the point, do what you got to do. You know, quit. The law ain't working for us. And like I said, even the sheriff of that county said himself that this young lady, that this woman that started this shit, the one that's dead, she created this mess. She created her own death. And the other young lady was just going about her business. And the one that got killed, she was already a troublemaker. They had records on her already. No white one. But we'll see what happens. Let's pay attention to this one closely, folks. But this, I like this. Cracks me up. This white guy, he jumps all up on this black woman. He's damn near ready to jump on. That don't bother you and want to go about our business and you get in our way the wrong way, you will find your ass like this lady. And like the other lady a couple of weeks ago at Valentine's Day when she got her ass killed. People out here ain't playing. Best thing to do is be courteous, decent to people, and go about your business. That's all I can tell you. But we'll see, like I said, we'll see how this plays out. Are they gonna charge a black woman here with assault too? Or did they call the cops? We don't know. Or what about 
the sister girl's been charged with murder for defending herself. Like I said, Virginia is a stand-your-ground state. Now, you get somebody tells you they're going to kill you and turn around and go look in their car like they're getting a gun, then you got the right to kill that motherfucker right there. That's what it says. I didn't make these rules. But watch now. The rules and laws going to suddenly be swayed to the fact that they want to lock this black young lady up for defending herself. I bet you. I bet you, I hope. I, but I know. The Negroes going to jump on the news crying about Mr. Charlie did this to him. They shouldn't have charged this one with murder. She defended herself. And that's all you niggas going to do. What you always do. Nothing. But then again, like I said, a lot of these so-called black women, feminists, have ran off at their mouth and they pissed off a lot of black men that might have done something to help. But now black men are getting to the point like, hey, fuck you. You're on your own. I hate to see it like that, but it's turned out that way. I mean, you got the other guys out there, the thugs and shit, they're not going to help you because all they're out there to do is rob you and fuck over other people. They're not going to help. But y'all decide for yourselves. Y'all take care. We'll see, see how it plays out. Now, here's a story that caught my eye. Mississippi cops beat, waterboarded, handcuffed black men, shot one for dating white women, lawyers. Let's see what happened here. Let's see. This is Michael C. Jenkins, as you can see, before and after in the hospital. Multiple white police officers in Mississippi falsely accused two black men of selling drugs and dating white women before handcuffing and brutally torturing them last month, including shooting one, including shooting one of them in the mouth and what should result in attempted murder charges. A group of lawyers said this week, the police violence has left Michael C. Jenkins hospitalized and fighting for his life with injuries that forced doctors to remove his tongue, according to his attorneys. Hmm. It's like I mentioned. Jenkins was with Eddie Terrell Parker in a private residence in the village of Braxton on January 24th, when the location was raided by six white officers without a warrant. Black lawyers for justice in the press conf press release emailed to News One. Uh, this is Michael C. Jenkins. Let's read this. <coughs> the officers allegedly accused Jenkins and Parker of dating white women and selling drugs. Allegations attorneys have denied before handcuffing them. Well, they're selling drugs is illegal, but dating white women, you still niggas, you still, you niggas still got to ask Charlie and run from Charlie for that? Fuck them. After they were religiously strained, the officers allegedly repeatedly brutally beat and kicked them in while using a taser on both and threatening to kill them. 
A witness even described the officers participating in something of a taser contest with Jenkins and Parker being the targets, Jenkins' mother said. The brutality allegedly reached torturous levels when officers waterboarded Jenkins and Parker by employing the potentially deadly interrogation tactic that has been outlawed at the highest level of the military. Jenkins' mother says she was told by police that her son displayed a gun, displayed a gun, which is why he was shot. But Mary Jenkins also said in the GoFundMe account, she started, stated that a witness said her son didn't have a gun. The witness told us that Jenkins was beat, tased, and handcuffed while on his knees. The witness also stated that they went back and forth tasing Jenkins and Parker to see whose taser was the strongest. Jenkins has been left in critical condition at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, UMMC in Jackson. Michael has been clinging to his life, <coughs> unable to talk. Only right, Black lawyers for justice said in the press conference. Michael has confirmed in writing that he was in fact handcuffed when shot by deputies. For several weeks, since being shot, Michael has been in ICU at UMMC for life support. Michael suffered severe injuries to his mouth and head, including having his tongue surgically removed, permanent damage to eyesight and hearing, and God suffering severe debilitating cognitive injuries. Surely the psychological and physical trauma will last a lifetime. Now let's see what the, let's see what the uh, lawyers have to say about this. Oh, let's hear them. Okay. Mississippi cops torture and Mississippi cops torture and shoot Michael Jenkins in the mouth and attempt to murder him while he's handcuffed. Folks, policing continues to get incredibly worse on January 23rd in Rankin County, Mississippi, without showing a warrant, cops burst into a home. Two black men lay inside, Brother Michael Jenkins and Brother Terrell. They were falsely accused by this six white officers of dating white women and selling drugs, and that wasn't true. The two were immediately subdued and handcuffed in the residence. But instead of taking the handcuffed men into immediate custody for their alleged crime, the six white cops decided they would hold the men hostage and terrorize them for nearly two hours inside the home. While the men were handcuffed and bound, these six Rankin County white cops beat the men while they were handcuffed, tased the men repeatedly while they were handcuffed, punched, slapped, and beat the men while they were handcuffed, and incredibly, <laughs> the white officers used waterboarding tactics in this raid. I'm talking about waterboarding. Waterboarding is when you have a person in your custody and you pour water or liquid all over their faces while they're on their back so that the person you have in custody will believe they will drown and confess something to you. This technique was outlawed by the U.S. military when they illegally used it in Iraq. Then in the course of this torture and physical abuse and humiliation, 
Rankin County sheriffs were both putting guns to both men's head, threatening to kill them while handcuffed. Then tragedy struck when one of the sheriffs shot Michael Jenkins in the mouth. Yes, the cop shot Michael in his mouth, almost killing him, causing him life-threatening injuries, and Michael has been in ICU and had to have his tongue removed from his mouth. Now, Michael and his family are decent folks. Black Lawyers for Justice and myself will be at the unit. Now, you see what happens here. What does this sound like? Now, what we have here is, you know what, I'm not going to put it like this. I don't even give a fuck. I really don't. And any other black person that's really black shouldn't give a fuck. This is the same old bullshit. 70 years ago, these niggas were getting lynched like this, and they started over again, and the niggas got another mouthpiece nigga talking for, and fuck you niggas. Isn't Jackson, Mississippi, the same place where I told you about a few weeks ago where they're going to have their own separate police force and do whatever the fuck they want to do, and the niggas around, they can't do shit about it because they too scared to do shit? Well, fuck them. He got, they got their ass up. He got his ass damn near killed, and none of them black motherfuckers did anything to fight back, did they? Now, I know people that they ain't got no goddamn lawyer to prosecute, to prosecute five white motherfuckers. White motherfuckers who probably knights of, of, uh, of whatever the fuck they call themselves. You know, Klansmen, uh, whatever the fuck they are. So why are we, am I telling you this? Because it's the same old bullshit. And then you got this guy here over here. They did this and they did that. and they, You know what? And them black motherfuckers down there, instead of going... Get them a gun and go kill them, motherfucker. What they do? They run to another white man. Mr. Charlie, would you tell other Mr. Charlie not to beat our black asses? Niggas, I hope they kill you down there. You deserve whatever the fuck you get. Now, I said it. I don't give a fuck. That's what you get, okay? And it, like I said, this is out of a fucking 1960s uh, novel, the way this is reading, you know? Torture and all the whole same shit. And now we're going to get justice for Michael. Man, fuck justice. Michael ain't going to get no justice. If he do, tough fucking luck. The nigga can't talk no more. They blew his tongue out. Okay? Now, I'm saying nigga because that's what it is. The same old shit. Because you ain't black. If you're black, this shit wouldn't have happened. You would have picked up guns long ago and fought back. But you don't. You don't fight back. You're, you're, you're like backwards ass motherfuckers at hillbillies. That's what you are. Hillbilly Negroes. And I don't care who don't like what I'm saying. You motherfuckers are backwards as hell down there. You're still scared. You still think you're on a plantation. Just like a lot of these niggas up here. They think they're on a plantation. They do everything to each other, but they can't fight the motherfucking real enemy. So shut the fuck up with this shit. Justice for Michael. Now they gotta go get get, get a GoFundMe. Okay, let me ask you a question. How many of you motherfucking black folks that we told time and time again, you need insurance for your kids? You know, you got to have insurance for your children, blah, blah, blah. None of you motherfuckers do it. Or you tell your kids when they get to a certain age. I mean, I got told mine, when you, at a certain age, I cut the insurance off. The insurance cut off from my job. I said, you got to get your own insurance. Now, if you, if you don't have no insurance, I'm not doing a GoFundMe in no motherfucking place to get money for your hospital bills. You know, not necessarily this happening, but anything could happen. But, you know, now so we got to go for me to pay the lawyers and shit. You could have got a lawyer pro bono if, it, you know, if that's what you want, which I'm quite sure these guys are because, they, you know, they, they money leeches. 
And I don't blame them. No, if they got a case, they got a case. But the first thing, go for me. None of these motherfuckers got no insurance, no health insurance. Oh, fuck you. You know what? I don't care. You know, I'm just running this story because I'm sick of seeing shit like this in the same old goddamn, oh, man, we need justice. And some niggas marching. And the honkies go about their business and laugh at you motherfuckers. But just hear one more time. Felon removed from his mouth. Now, Michael and his family are decent folks. Black Lawyers for Justice and myself will be at the University of Mississippi Medical Center Wednesday, February 13th in Jackson, Mississippi at 3 p.m. to announce strong legal action in this case. We demand that all the officers who shot and tried to kill Michael be charged with attempted murder and aggravated assault. We demand all officers who participated in this be charged with murder and conspiracy and criminal civil rights violations. We demand the body camera footage now. We want all the reports now. We have a devastating civil rights lawsuit against the county and all of these officers in their individual and official capacity. The lawsuit is imminent. Justice for Michael Jenkins. Justice for Brother Terrell. We'll see you Wednesday in Mississippi on behalf of Michael Jenkins, on behalf of Black Lawyers for Justice. Now you see, it's the same old shit. We want justice for Michael, but it's we demand. Yeah, niggas, y'all been demanding shit. Each one of these goddamn complaints, you got demand. The motherfuckers ain't gonna give you shit. Your niggas march up and down the street, demand. You don't get shit done. You know what? You silly ass motherfuckers. You know, I don't know if he got any family. You know, he got a father. They say he's good people. You know what the gut means? There's some good head scratching niggas that ain't gonna do shit to nobody. You know, that's what they are. Good head scratching niggas. You know, and smiling for the white motherfuckers. And now that Mr. Charlie done bust they motherfucking kids' head and, and then they shot his mouth off. You know, now they, oh, we did some good people. They go to church every Sunday, don't they? I bet they do. I bet them niggas on that right now on their knees in church. Lord, help my baby get well. Shit, stupid motherfuckers. I don't care. I know this is a rant that I shouldn't be doing because a lot of black people are going to be pissed off at me doing this. But I don't give a fuck anymore. You know, I, this is sickening. You motherfuckers can't do shit but run to the court. You motherfuckers under impression, under impression all the time. Run to the court. And then you go into Jackson. Like I said, you got them bastards. You run into Jackson. The same place that they just said a few weeks ago. They getting their own police force. And they kill. And you niggas ain't allowed. Guess what? You niggas ain't saying shit. <laughs> you know, y'all ain't saying shit. Everybody's scared. I don't give a fuck. Like I said, they shot his mom for where's family? Where's his father? Where are these boys' fathers and brothers and cousins, uncles? Yeah, I know where they at. Hiding. They ain't gonna do a goddamn thing. Lawyers said we would do this. You know what firecrackers did it, but you know what they scared them firecrackers. Just like these motherfuckers up here scared of these goddamn crackers. Everywhere you go, niggas afraid of crackers, but they'll bust each other in the goddamn here in a minute. But they scared them motherfucking crackers. What is it? A psychological thing that says nigga can't kill cracker, but nigga can kill nigga or black people. 
Something wrong with you, motherfuckers. <laughs> I really, and something wrong with you. And like I said, I don't know what's going to happen with this boy. I really don't give a fuck. I'll keep you posted, but I really don't give a fuck because it shouldn't have happened. They busted in his house. They've been doing this to everybody. All over the country, they keep doing bust up in some black person's house. Even white ones starting to catch it too now. Bust up in your house with their little SWAT uniforms looking all tough and shit. And beat the fuck out of the niggas when they see them in there. Beat them like goddamn, you know, stepchildren. Or like a, a rabbit dog. And all you hear is, uh, we going to court and complain. And them motherfuckers right now, them five motherfuckers you talking about, they on paid leave. <laughs> they ain't missing the stroke. And if when it comes up in court, they're going to be convicted of selling drugs, the Negroes. And they had a, they had probable cause. That's why they kicked in the door no warrant. And you know what's going to happen? Not a goddamn thing. You niggas going to pack up your little signs and go home. So fuck you. I don't care. Now, anybody who will like me saying this, too bad. I'm telling the truth. Don't let your kids hear this. That cuss too much. Now, forgive me for using the word nigger. I know it. I know people don't like it. I don't like it either. But anybody who reads my post know what I'll start ranting like this. The reason I'm ranting like this, when I use the word nigga, nigga for me is for two means two things. A trifling ass person that says they're black, and a coward ass person that says they're black. Them are niggas. Also, a motherfucker who runs around your neighborhood shooting y'all, but y'all can't do don't seem to do anything about it. Them are niggas. And like I said, when I'm calling these two brothers niggas, because that's what they are. They're scared. Cowards. Coward-ass motherfuckers. Or they families. Now, I didn't call them niggas. I'm saying they families are cowards. And they got to go for me and run the church, save me Jesus bullshit. Kiss my ass, niggas. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying niggas. Because that's what they are. When you start being black and act black, I'll call you black. And black fight back. That's right. Not a lot of you people need to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Because this is uh, what I've been telling you, and you folks in Africa seem to catch on pretty well. Just Negroes in America don't seem to catch on to nothing. But I see people in Africa are waking up slowly but surely. Some places quicker than others. I mean, I know you a lot, a lot of you are disappointed with the election in Nigeria. But, you know, it's a corrupt country. It goes, it's sold to the highest bidder, and that's going to be that way with Nigeria until Nigerian people themselves quit the divisiveness between themselves and get rid of their government and establish one that works for all the people all the time, not bought by the West and Europe and whoever else throws money at them. Well, actually, the West and Europe, because Nigeria has a sad a sad habit of believing de-white men is the best thing in the world. I mean, if you think I'm lying, why do you think Nigeria has so many churches? Negro churches, Catholic churches, but they're all Negroes. All of them running around happy in the dirt, but they ain't got a goddamn thing in their house. Hmm. You know, you got the rich elites, black ones, and they're controlled by the multinational corporations that are raping your country ball. But the people, 
keep believing that the Jesus, the white Jesus, is going to come and save them. From who? From themselves? Because they are their worst enemy. You are your worst enemy, Nigerian people. You fight against each other. You got people on one side over there saying, well, we are Boko Haram, we are Islamists, and we're going to give you a better life. No, they're not going to either. I hate to say it, they're not going to either. But tell Nigerian people go back to who they really are. Well, you didn't have all this fake Jesus, fake Muhammad, fake Hinduism, whatever the hell you're following. But you believed in yourselves and your people, and you traded with each other, you know, and you start caring about each other. Then you're going to never be nothing but a pawn for the Western countries. And when they rape your country bald, and exploit you as much as they can. They're going to leave disease and poverty behind like they always have. That's what D. White Man is good at. Destruction, not construction. But you believe in them. So, like I said, I hate your election happened the way it is. I, I mean, I don't only think about your election. Really. I mean, I, I see a lot of people that are disappointed in it. Some people that are clapping their hands. Well, we have to wait to see. But I'll give you uh, some on that in a minute. But now, this, listen to this young lady, and she's telling the truth. This is what these people think of Africa, period. Uh, this is not just Nigeria. I'm talking about this is what they think of African people, period. This is what D. White Man thinks of you. It's crucial if we want to pave the way for a stronger Europe. If you are an African, please watch this video that I'm snitching. Because Europe have lost their mind. The West have really lost their mind. Their insult and disrespect continues. is escalating to the highest level. First of all, I can say to Prime Minister of Italy, Africa is not in China's hand. We choose investment partner based on what is good for us. I know you guys have said, oh, it's a debt trap, but the debt that Africa is owing to private companies like all these uh, 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 MIF or whatever they call them, themselves, is three times more than what we owe China. You people have been in Africa for, four, for how many years? How many centuries have you been in Africa? Kidnap their people, enslave them, rape their women, all these and all that. Yet, Africa choose to look forward in life. Most of us don't want revenge. We want to progress. We want to look after our people. You've been there for many, many, many hundreds of years. You have first time you have come in contact with Africans. Not one single road did you build. Not one single infrastructure. Every project about development, like building oil refinery, electricity, has been squandered by West, by the West. The money has been eaten by the West. You bring nothing but corruption, disease, violence, gone. And now we are progressing with uh, China, building something for our people, and you people are lecturing that it's better to deal with. What don't you understand? Africa have choose a stand. Africa have choose a direction. You know, we and Chinese are developing our we're building infrastructure because with infrastructure, that's how we will get ahead. 
What are you saying is bad to leave China in hands of Africa? Who do you think people, Africa have to be in hand of anybody? Your insult, the level of your insult, I think you should clean up your mouth and wash your mouth when you talk. You have never been nothing. One of the biggest problems Africa is facing is not that Africa don't know what they are doing, but we have a deeply corrupt people doing that. And that's, and that's one of the problems. When you have majority of black men running as something, it ends up like this. We have deeply corrupt people. But my dear, you have your opportunity and you miss it. So move on. Find someone else. It is crucial. Now, um, let me start from the last part. Like she said, she got in Africa, you got deeply corrupted people, but the young people are waking up to this fact and they're sick of it. <coughs> you know, that's when Africa's problem, but they're waking up. A lot of young people are waking up to the fact that they got these corrupt ass bought, bought Negroes to, from by the white men. But then again, like, you know, and she's saying, you know, just, you see, because they're waking up just like her. She's a young woman. They're waking up. They're sick of it. You've been there five, six centuries in Africa. You haven't did a damn thing about war, disease, poverty, and everything else you can think of to destroy it. You've raped it, and you keep raping it. You've raped the women. you raped the kids. you raped the country itself. You destroy everything you white savages touch. And then you tell them that as like like they're little children. You talk to people like you got their white savages. You talk to black people like we're children, like we're ignorant. See, she's not saying it like I would say it, but she's saying it close enough. They act like we're like black people, just fucking ignorant ass backwoods savages. I mean, the way they talk, like you you be alarmed by the fact that the the Africans are talking to the Chinese. You know, and, and, and we need to talk about, do something about, what the fuck are you talking about doing to them? Huh? What are you going to do? Oh, you're going to come in there and create war. And like I told you, Africa, watch watch these honkies, these no good fucking devils, these savages. They come in your country, they have you fighting your neighbor. While they rip off your goddamn country. No, no. All the white devil got to offer you is bombs, destruction, disease, and chaos. That's all they, they thrive on is chaos. They need to be wiped off the fucking planet. Mm -hmm. But like, like she says, the Chinese came with infrastructure and everything else. You bastards been there forever from Europe and America. You've done nothing. Nothing. You know, you, you show the little poor starving children, you know, that that's I'm going to add something to this and show you about that, what she thinks of that, too. But, you know, you have done this so long that you actually think that you own Africa and its people. You actually think you own Africa and its people. You white devils, you savages, you goddamn animals. And see, that's because, like she said, corruption, too many of the older bastards have let you think that way too long because they took your money, your money, your paper money that ain't worth shit. Like she said, like I've been telling you, their money is not worth nothing. The white man don't have anything to offer you. 
What does he give you? Can you wake up to the fact if you have oil and gold in your country and he has nothing in his country but paper to give you that he calls worth something, your oil and gold ain't worth more than that paper? If you want to make paper money, just cut down some trees. Don't cut them all down because you'll fuck up the atmosphere. But cut down some trees. Then you can make paper money. You have, well, you do already. You have your own paper money in every country. Let your, your products, oil, gold, silver, whatever you're pumping out the ground, lithium, everything, base it on your money, not the white man's money, not Europe's money, because that money's not worth shit. Nothing to you. If you want to base it on something, I'm going to be honest. Like she said, base it on China's. You and China deal with your, each other's currency. Because China's giving you some of these goddamn hunkies are never going to give you. The freedom to do what you think is right without interfering with your government. These white savages, every time you turn around, they're trying to assassinate somebody when they speak out because they want you to be in the turf. But they talk to you like that. And she said, a lot of people could be, you got all these Negroes running around screaming about, you know, no justice, no peace. And every week you get another black person killed by the police for no reason, by the white motherfuckers for no reason. The devils here kill black people like, you know, like, like it's free reign on hunting season. Hunt a nigger, that's what they do. Hand, hate, hunt a nigger. That's what it's called. Hand, hunt a nigger. And you know what the people here do? Nothing. Nothing. They march. They're cowards. They're fucking cowards here. Don't let them get you to the point to make you think that that's all y'all are. Because that's what they've been doing on, betting on you, not doing anything. Just trying to say, no more. And like she says, you know, who do you think you're talking to? Like you're going to tell them what they're supposed to do because of what? You don't like the Chinese because they're doing what you didn't do? <clears throat> you had your chance, like she said. You built shit. You didn't build shit. You didn't do shit. The little fucking bullshit projects you call yourself doing, they were nothing. You stole the money from them. You They were corrupt. You gave it to corrupt people to do this shit in their countries, and the corrupt people gave you money back under the table, and... Nothing was ever done but the same people staying with money or their money. Like I said, folks, if if you want your country to survive, These white bastards have to be put in check and kick them out of your countries. Because that's what they mean, you no good. They are not there to help you. And this, you can see this, just like she said, look how they talk to you. They talk down to you. Like you can't make decisions on your own. And even if you do, what fucking business is over there? You're not affecting them. 
If it is, that's that tough fucking luck. It's like you letting people into your house and then they tell you to go sit your ass in the corner. We gonna run your house. That's basically what they tell you. But see, that that ain't working no more. So they start coming with these threats and shit. Next, they'll come with create some kind of chaos and war. Have you noticed? That's what they do. Now, I'm going to show you something else. Just hold your horses. Now, here's somebody that just knows exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm going to speak to you. This is what they've been doing to black folks forever. This is, let's, let's listen to this first and then I'll elaborate on it. The way that they show us Africa was that it was nothing here. It I want you to watch this video that I'm snatching now. It's uh, a group of uh, African Americans talking about their experience and what they think about Africa growing up. It's not different from what I think about them or what I think about other Africa because the Western media never ever show any positive thing about Africa or any positive anything about the Black Americans. As long as you're Black, no. The Western media never shine a good light show the beauty of the country, the success of the country. It's only about disease or hungry, dying children. And oftentimes, it's a, a charity a way to get people to donate in Western world. Oh, please donate for these children. Oh, please donate $1. And who is asking for the donation? It's neither white man or white woman asking. By the way, this money doesn't go to any charity. It goes straight into their pocket. They have mansions with that. You know, I don't know how many of you are following uh, the African summit. But if you hear the speech from an Ethiopian president that said that Africa need to own their own story. We need to tell our own story. We need a powerhouse media with our own people on the ground of every African continent, every African country in our continent covering the beauty of Africa from West, East, South Africa, anywhere. We need to reshape our image. And this is why Africa seems like everywhere, everyone has a problem with black people because the Western media never show anything. And when you ask who is controlling the Western media, if you don't know, it's Jewish. The Jews have CNN, BBC, MSNBC, all these kind of media. The Jews are in control of it. So, you know, for the longest, sometimes I wonder, but Ethiopian president is right. We need to tell our own story. We need our own media to tell our own story. Every time, Nigeria is such a successful country that produces most doctors, even there's a lot more doctors in New York are from Nigeria than it, doctors in Nigeria. There are, there are doctors in, uh, uh, in UK, everywhere. Many Africans are teachers there. They will never shine that light. They will never sh show you how much Africans contribute to their economy. But they're going to show you, oh, there's Ebola here, there's a disease, there's a poor kid here, there's a poor, why not you donate to help them? They are all in Africa stealing the resources, using them to, if not Africa, France is nobody. France wouldn't be anywhere. There will be nothing there. They won't have all this luxury brand in their country. They are eating, they are, their stomach is huge on what they're taking from Africa. Yet, every time they ask Africa, do you have library? You have universities, stupid. The way that they show us Africa was that it was nothing here. It... Now you heard it, right? You heard the exact truth. 
just like she said. This is what they sure have. Oh, is Ebola and all this, you know. But yet, Nigeria's turned out doctors left and right. They come from Africa. You know, there's another part of this, if I could find it. What she says is exactly what I said before. Why are you selling your products? Other countries, now, why are you selling your products for American money that ain't, or Euro money that ain't worth shit to you? It's paper to you and me. You have the resources, they have paper to offer you back for, and, which is nothing to you. I mean, it's nothing, it's worthless. Mm-hmm. Why don't you put your oil, sell at the price of the Nara? Why not? Hmm? Put the Nara as the balancing force of your oil. Okay, reselling oil, it's being dealt with as the Nara. You want to you wanna pay us for oil, you pay us with the Nara. Not your got doggone damn dollars that don't mean shit to nobody because there's nothing back in the dollar. And like you said, you see, they always show these old starving African kids. And this, if a lot of you've noticed recently, the same shit has popped up again. Poor bald head starving kids out in some fucking bush country, and that's Africa. And, and I've negated a lot of that because what I put on there, when I write a post about it, I tell you the truth, people choose to live like that. Don't. It ain't, that, it ain't like that. Them folks out in the bush live like that because that's what they've been doing for a thousand years. They don't wish to change it. You ain't going to change it. Just like you got hillbillies in America who love living, living their goddamn hills with nothing, with no running. They love that. They love living the way they live. They don't want nobody telling them shit. So that's where people are too. So that, but they always go share that. Them poor starving, they need the white man and the white woman, which you give a couple of dollars. And like she said, what do they do? They go build mansions. And then poor kids starving kids still out there, if they starving at all. You know, I'm quite sure all these governments in Africa ain't stupid. They know they got people that's hungry. They, they probably offer them everything. I mean, you want to see a prime example? Look at China. China had to damn near basically force their poor people in the outlying urban, outlying country area to move into cities. They built high rises for them because they couldn't take care of them out there in the country. They had to force the motherfuckers to change their ways. They had to force them to come into the city, to come live somewhere different because they couldn't feed them and they couldn't maintain them out there. And they didn't want to leave. It's the same thing there. And after a while, they gave up and said, fuck it, they don't want to leave, let them die. And it's the same thing in these countries. If people want to stay that way, let them stay that way. But that ain't the whole country. That ain't the whole continent. And like she said, that's 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 not what it is. But they show you all that, you know. And and people buy into it. That's what they show Americans too. This is why they don't want black history or black education. Because see, the internet was the worst thing the white man ever let get out. The no good bastards. That's the worst thing. And what is out here? They. Once that got out and everybody's got, now they know the truth about the world. They know where everything comes from. Like she said, France wouldn't have no Gucci and all that shit if it wasn't for Africa. In other words, you go out here buying a Gucci bag, you live in Ghana, Nigeria, America, whatever. All you doing is buying some piece of bullshit that African money, actually the African resources 
gave them the ability to have and put a name on it. But other than that, they took their resources back. If Africa stopped his resources, it's gold and all that shit. That shit wouldn't be worth shit to you. And you got to start thinking like that. You know? And then she said, the media. We do. Africa does need its own media. Now, I understand Kenya, South Africa, and a couple more countries, Ethiopia, I think, got satellites. But she, what did she say? Who controls the media? The Jews. That's why they wanted their motherfucking ass in the African Union. So they can go in there, listen to what people have to say, and then spin it the way they want it to. Spin it to the rest of the world, because they control the news. They'll spin it this way. See, they don't want you to know. They won't go in there and take over, and they're going to spin the news this way. But once they get the news running, all they got them newslets and avenues, then they're going to start trying to dictate to them what they should say, what they shouldn't say, because this is what we're going to put out here. If you don't do it the way we want to, we're going to put out here that you said something different. See, no, you did the right thing. Kick them goddamn no good fake ass Jews out of your fucking summits. They don't need to be in the African Union. They're in the white union, let them stay there. The nasty bastards. You know, but she's telling the truth. And this is what black people need to do. See, like I said, I, when I came, I thought all black Africans were super jet black, running around half naked, swinging from trees, and Tarzan was the great savior of the black man in Africa. And you even had people running around calling African, Nick, African niggas. Look at them black niggas, hanging in trees, swinging like monkeys. They actually had some of us, I mean, seriously, they had us believing that the motherfuckers, if it had brought us to slavery, and if it wasn't for slavery, we would still be there swinging on trees. They didn't show you the part of slavery where they beat us halfway to fucking death, raped us, killed us, broke up families, threw us in the bottom of ships, Drogas over here, motherfuckers jumping off the ship because they couldn't take being in here. No, they didn't show you that. They showed us great happy Negroes. You know Bessie on Gone with the Wind. She was just a happy big black woman. Yep. Yeah, as a boss. You know, and Amos and Andy, y'all remember them, right? Now, some of you young people don't because y'all weren't around. But that, that's what they want us to believe. And then you see Tarzan movies on Saturday. And, and then they made Bamba, the Jungle Boy, also. You know, y'all, y'all, I'm telling my age, I'm quite old. They had Tarzan swinging and saving the white woman, Jane, and the white boy, Jane. Boy, that was his name. They never gave him a name, Boy. And all the black motherfucking people there cannot talk to animals. All them centuries they've been there, they could not control elephants. They could not ride an elephant. They were just sitting there, umbasa, 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 with rings in their nose and some big fat belly guy sitting there being the king of a village. And then the white man, the great white man comes with his guns and he's showing them, you know, how superior he worked. That's the shit we saw of Africa. Until, I, you know, I started questioning that at a very early age, like, wait a minute. I think I was like 10. Fifth grade, maybe fourth. I'm like, wait a minute. Something don't seem right here. Why is it all our people, people that look like me, or close to look like me, well, actually, they didn't make them look like me because, see, look at her color, my color. We you know we lie to color, right? 
but they made everybody on black folks look so jet black, you know, they pop their eyes open. That's the only time you can see them. Seriously, that's the shit they pull. We were so black that at nighttime, we keep our eyes closed, you wouldn't know we were there. That's the guy. It sounds funny, but it wasn't. Not when you look at it. But that's what they showed us. And the great white man Tarzan was saving us. He could run around, talk to animals, fight lions and shit like that. And all the black people couldn't do that. They had been there forever. He got him a motherfucking chimpanzee named Cheetah. But no black person ever trained a motherfucking chimpanzee. You know why? They knew better. They knew the motherfuckers would smack your, rip your face off. You've heard that happening here. Motherfuckers don't got into that Tarzan routine. These white motherfuckers got them a, imported them a chimpanzee illegally from Africa. And the damn chimpanzee, just like Michael Jackson found out, the motherfuckers grow up. Oh, they are cute when they're small, but when they grow up, they got the strength of 20 motherfucking men. And when they get pissed off, they grab your face, rip it off, and eat it. Or they start chewing on your face. And you can't stop them one-on-one. You have to put them down with a gun and a bullet. But they didn't shoot at Cheetah was a nice little chimpanzee that, you know, <laughs> and they could control that. But she's telling the truth. Like she said, we have to start making the narrative, change the narrative of Africa. You still got people today still think African people are this and that. You know what? And none of them niggas in the ghetto. That's what they are, niggas. Niggas in the slums and shit like that who have no education, who don't want any education, cut them loose, let them die with the hunkies because the hunkies going to keep them up underfoot anyway. If you stick around or you put your children around them, they're going to wind up with the ignorant motherfuckers. How many times you found out, you hear all the time, kids from some a decent family wind up in some fucked up place with a party with these lovely ass bottom-feeding ghetto niggas, and they wind up dead. And their parents are like, huh? I didn't know they were going there. Well, it's because you let your kids get away from you. You didn't, you didn't teach them, like, hey, I say don't go somewhere, don't. You don't try to get them like the white man where you are. Jeez. Robin, you don't, you can't go there. No, Dad, I'm a, no, you're supposed to knock the fuck out. We haven't forgot that. Black people have not forgot that. Well, they have now. But us older ones, we know better. Knock your goddamn head off. We don't give a fuck about the police coming. You will be doing what we say do. And you won't wind up dead by them motherfuckers or the pigs. But anyway, back to what I said. If black people want to get somewhere, they got to start looking at things differently. I'm not talking about Negroes. I'm talking about black people. Because you got black people still in the, in the inner cities. Be afraid, of course, they are, most of them. So I don't know how good they are to themselves because they're too afraid to do anything. You know, they waiting on someone else to come from somewhere else and come save them. It ain't going to happen no more. You know, we got to deal with our own shit. We waiting on y'all to pull y'all shit together. But that's why they don't want CRT because the truth will be told. Too much of the truth to be told and that you'll realize this white motherfucker ain't shit and black kids will have pride. Pride in themselves. You know, you see these people run from Africa and say, oh, this is so great, why they run? You know why? Because they got puppet regimes. A lot of times they got puppet-ass motherfuckers running their country, just like she said. 
puppets, corrupt motherfuckers. Bought by D white men. They have a, don't have no sense of pride of being black. They're just corrupt ass motherfucking lackey ass niggas. Coppers, or well, in other words, they call them. That's what they are. They don't give a fuck about their people. They so goddamn ignorant themselves that they sold their own goddamn people out of their own country and don't realize as soon as the shit hit the fan, they black ass is the first to go. Yeah, when they try to run somebody else's country, they tell them, get your black ass out of here. You just a little nigga. All that fancy palace you had in Africa, you run to England or Italy or France or whatever the fuck you want to run to, guess what? You wind up on a fucking little two-bedroom house. That's all you got. For all that wealth you gave them, they give you a two-bedroom house somewhere in a city, in the hood. <laughs> and no guards. Guess what? Dumb motherfuckers, they used you. But that's what I'm saying. You know, I'm thankful for this young lady. She's telling the truth. And I'm going to see it like she said on another video. You know, her name is Cynthia Anna, C-Y-N-T-H-I-A-N-N-E-N-N-A. I'll say that again, C-Y-N-T-H-I-A-N-N-E-N-N-A underscore. Look her up on TikTok or Twitter or whatever shit how it's because she's got a, it's, it's an app to it too. It's an app. It's at Cynthia if you want to. However you want to do it, one of those that uses that. And you can see all her, all her videos and you see what I'm talking about. And she's telling the truth. She's telling the exact truth. Something I've been saying ever since I've been, you know, on these platforms. Black people are much better than we are. We can do much better. But I'm telling black folks everywhere, especially Africa, you're the key to the success of the rest of the black people in the world. See, you used to look at American black people, but we're so fucked up now. It says it, 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 it don't matter. You know, all the people who fought for that shit are gone. Or they're my age and we're dying out. And the ignorant bastards that turn the clock back on themselves, I have no sympathy for them. I don't give a fuck if they put them back into slavery, if they shoot them in the street, because until them bastards learn how to get off their ass, fight back, we call each other niggas, and bitches, and hoes, then there's no help for them. The help lies for black people, the hope for the future lies in Africa. Don't look to the West and American black people, because they ain't got shit. The ones that are trying, the niggas and the pigs put them down, because they don't want shit or jealous it lies with africa you got too many youthful people who are very intelligent black folks in africa in every country they need the chance to rise up and develop and what she said at the beginning and what i've been telling you all for the longest last two years china is your best hope africa china is your best hope fuck europe fuck america fuck any of them countries China is your best hope. Now, you can sit here and listen to these honkies if you want to. Now, I'm not saying let China come in there and run over you, too. Start putting things like I heard some countries, I heard, well, they got parts of their country that's got Chinese and other parts is for y'all. That's your fucking government's fault. And that's your fault. Because you, you can change that real quick. It ain't going to be like that. You're not going to separate yourself and have a better shit than us 
in my own country. If you let it happen, that's your that's your fault. That's your fault again. Not theirs. You can all people can only do what you let them do. Remember that. People can only do what you let them do to you. If you don't want it to happen, you don't let it happen. That's all I can tell you. Now, if you want to have a, your country and have a Chinese police force and a black police force, but it's your country, I don't think they're going to do that in China for you. They're not going to have a black police force for you in China. They're going to have a Chinese police force, and that's what it's going to be. And they ain't going to probably have too many of you black folks on that police force because you don't speak Chinese. And even when you do, still may not be. So, you know, like I said, it's up to you, you young people. You know right from wrong. If it don't seem right ten nine times out of ten, it probably ain't right. Okay? Like I said, I wish the best for you, Chinese. I mean, not just, sorry. I wish the best for you, Africa, but like I said, our future lies with you, not your future lying with us. Okay? Now, I hope you've paid attention to that video because it's the truth. See, I, 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 let me elaborate a little bit more on what what she's basically saying, what she was saying about, you know, we got to stop believing in our own selves. You know, like, like the Ethiopian president said, we got to start having our own media outlets to tell the truth. Because I'm going to tell you what happened when I was a kid. And I, I want to leave you with this because we, we're guilty over here, too. Oh no 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 no! That's not that's not count ourselves as great heroes or some shit. Cause a lot of black folks here just as fucking guilty and brainwashed. I don't give a fuck how much money they had or have. And I'm gonna use a prime example. And I don't give a damn who don't like it. A lot of you remember Jet and Ebony magazines back in the '60s and '50s, '40s. They were popular. That's only that was only news we had, news outlet we had for black folks. Of course, here there are one or two radio stations scattered across the country. But the major publication that we could read was Jet. Now, and Ebony. Now, a young lady came from uh, England to my mother's house. Yeah, he's right. We, we met people there because my mother was really religious. And she and the young lady's mother lived in Jamaica. And she was up here to, because some girl, somebody had something. I don't know what the fuck happened. Anyway, my mother knew her and uh, she was affiliated with my mother's church that she went to. And the thing was, when she came here, I, I can't remember, it was, a, it was a late 60s, early 70s. I think it was late 60s, maybe early 70s, yeah. So I think I was just about out of high school. Yeah, I was, I was conscious of everything happening. Anyway, when she came here, and we were talking, I was asking her how was the situation with black people in England. And she was saying at that time, we don't have any problems, you know. It ain't, you know, like it is, you know, other places. Well, you know, I don't know if it was true or not. Maybe it wasn't back in the 70s because there wasn't that many black folks in England then. You know, not not like they are now. All them motherfuckers ran there and shit, you know. You know how it works. You get the good people come first and then the niggas follow and destroy everything. Destroy whatever you put up. I don't know if that's what happened. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. But anyway, she told me something that really amazed me. 
She said, when I came here, I was really surprised. I said, about what? She said, well, the only, the only picture they've seen of black Americans was in Jet and Ebony magazines. And she said, uh, basically, everybody, she thought all of, all of us were light-skinned. Well, seriously, high yellow, mulatto, whatever you want to call it, or lighter than, you know, everybody else. In, in, in England and shit, you know, lighter than most Africans and shit. Because she didn't know that much about where she came from either. Because obviously they showed her Nigerians and that's all she saw. They didn't see Ethiopians, Kenyans. Maybe she did. I don't know. I didn't get that far into it. But what she said was she thought that's what we all look like. I said, why would you think that? Because that's what they show her in genuinity. And then I looked at it. I picked up a gender and I, she was right. All them centerfolds were yellow women. Everybody they talked about was, was yellow. Not to say anything bad about them. Don't get me wrong. Well, high brown. You know, like, and even if they were darker, they lightened them up. And that was done through Johnson Publishing Company. Black people. They were making, they were doing something that was acceptable to the white palate. Yeah, but they were black. Then I realized, I said, this is bullshit. I said, look around you. These people could be coming all different colors and shades. We're not all, you know, light skin or yellow, high yellow, or jet black. I said, some of us are, some of us not, some of us in between, some of us just brown. We don't know. I said, well, this is what they should say. Yeah, we don't ever see anybody looks your color there. So they all look, you know, light skin. And I looked at that and I thought, I said, damn, she's right. I never paid attention to it. And I'm quite sure a lot of you thinking about that right now. When you looked at them centerfolds, everybody they heard about was light-skinned people. No offense to light-skinned people. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not saying anything wrong. They're beautiful people because they're part of us. They weed the same thing. But that's what they did. That's, that's how the white devil controlled us. It was a black magazine. But they were basically being told what to put out, what was acceptable to the palate of black people. John H. Johnson, I'm quite sure he was told, you will never sell this magazine and these Jet or Ebony magazine if you put dark-skinned people on it or on the covers. You got to put light-skinned people on it. I'm quite sure that's, that's what they told him. That's what he did. I don't know if he did it consciously. Well, he did it consciously. He knew what he was doing. He should have. You know, it was supposed to uplift black people. And I'm sad to say, when you think about it, it put more of a division between white black people than it did help. Because when black people started waking up in the 70s, they started realizing, hey, all y'all showing is light-skinned people. You don't show nobody looks like me. And, and, and I'll leave with this note. They always showed the light-skinned people. Always. You know, Huey was not that light. Bobby Seals wasn't. Angela, they put her on the front a few times and it looks like that. And guess what they did one time? When they put Martin Luther King on that front, 
jet and not want to have to go into this subject at all, mainly because unless there's a real ethno-political angle to entertainment, I personally don't see the reason I should be talking about a TV show or actors in general. Many of you have picked this up from me over the years. I just simply can't get a full head of steam about entertainment, not unless there's a political angle to it. But in the case of Slapgate, I find myself compelled to speak on it because I think I need to remind black folks of how to stand up for your interests, how to represent your interests, and how <coughs> to do it. Now, there's an old saying that revenge is a dish best served cold. By the way, that saying doesn't mean that revenge is best when you have cold, cruel intent. What it means is revenge is best when you wait. You don't do something in the heat of passion when you're extremely angry, mainly because the person that you're coming for, they're probably on their guard. You wait. You let them lower their guard. Make them think that it's water under the bridge. That's when you strike. And in this regard, Chris Rock, of all people, has shown himself to be a far better student of warfare than Will Smith. If last year was the slap heard around the world, this week was the clap back heard around the world. Now, before we go any further, I think I need to say this, though it should go without saying, this isn't about Chris Rock. And fact, truth be told, in the strictest sense of the term, it's not actually about Will Smith, though for the most part, he's the one that I'm going to be using as my subject here. Whenever I talk about certain topics, I have to clarify that point. Like when I have to clarify that my video essays about the Cosby trial wasn't really about Bill Cosby. And the same went for R. Kelly. Now, a lot of people in the comment sections and elsewhere have gotten their noses bent seriously out of joint because they're seeing just how much play the white media is giving to Chris Rock. As Chris Rock is verbally eviscerating and truth be told, castrating Will Smith in front of the entire world and bringing Jada Pinkett in for some abuse. Oh, you got a lot of folks who are furious about that because Will Smith is taking a butt kicking verbally. The white media is applauding him for it, showing audiences lapping it up, and Will Smith can't do anything about it. He can't even speak back about it. He can't even stick up for himself. He can't even defend himself now. Not because he's incapable of doing so, but because he just has to take it. Chris Rock is being celebrated for calling Will Smith, well, calling him what he acted like. And as for Jada Smith, Chris Rock went in on her too. And nobody's giving her any sympathy, at least nobody who matters. Because memories are short, I'm going to reiterate why it is that it was a stupid idea for Will Smith to do what he did at the Oscars last year, not merely because it made him and black people in general look bad in front of the world, not merely because it damaged Will Smith's career to an extent that will never truly be fixed, but because Will Smith made Chris Rock the good guy. I don't think I need to tell anybody that my opinion of Chris Rock is pretty dang low. And what Will Smith did was to help Chris Rock to be able to kick his own behind. <laughs> The white hoi polloi at the Oscars who gave Will Smith a pat on the back that night, they had the luxury of doing that because whenever the consequences happened, they wouldn't be the ones to have to bear them. All those white actors in the audience, they saw what happened as just entertainment, all part of the show. But of course, Hollywood's not real. So as soon as the cameras for the Oscars went off, the consequences began. The white media pile-on started and it hasn't stopped since. Nothing the white media loves more than to do a pile-on of a black man, but in this case, Will Smith fashioned a rod for his own back. It just goes to show that if you're going to check someone, don't just do something. 
do something smart. But what should I expect from a man dumb enough and weak enough to let a two-bit hood rat like Jada Pinkett cuff him in his own home, then tell the world that he doesn't satisfy her in bed, then tell the world that she's sleeping with their son's friend in his house, and he doesn't do anything about it? Now, I know there's some who want to complain that Chris Rock made jokes about Jada Pinkett. Well, as I've stated in a video about Slapgate that YouTube blocked, but which got almost 100,000 views before YouTube ignored their own terms of service and took it down against their own rules. When I look at Jada Pinkett, I see a lot of things, but the one thing nobody sees is a victim. She's no victim, not of Chris Rock or anyone else. Will Smith might have been seen as a person being victimized here, but he decided that he instead would become an aggressor. He threw that away. The Oscars are not supposed to be Will Smith's coronation. He was crowned as a serious actor. Instead, very few people even remember that he had won an Oscar that night. Will Smith didn't just make a world-class fool of himself. He completely obliterated his greatest accomplishment. Why are there people trying to make excuses for that? I don't like Chris Rock, but this isn't about him. The first rule of getting even with someone is, I will harm you, but not myself. See, Hollywood is a town that runs off of illusion. And speaking of illusions, I told you that the word prestige comes from the world of magic tricks. That's why Christopher Nolan made that movie with Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman as two dueling magicians, and he called it The Prestige. The word prestige comes from the Latin prestigii, which means conjuring tricks. Hollywood uses smoke and mirrors and trick photography to make people buy into their make-believe world. But stardom is also make-believe. A star is nothing without their prestige, but prestige is only an illusion. That's why Brad Pitt can be the biggest star on earth one minute, and now he's a has-been the next. They'll put you on the cover of Vanity Fair one second, and then declare that your box office poisoned the next. This is why most celebrities protect their image so jealously. In their line of work, perception is reality. You're only worth as much as people think you are. Will Smith had a platinum-plated brand, and that brand has been tarnished. I know there's some people who can't stand Chris Rock, join the club, but these people do themselves no favors when they tell fairy tales that Will Smith hasn't hurt himself with all this. That's just not true. There's been a contingent of hood rats who've been posting stuff on places like TikTok and Instagram and other places, triumphantly posting that Will Smith's apology tour is over. Well, that's two lies for the price of one. First of all, Will Smith has hardly apologized. He gave one clearly insincere statement, which looked more like a hostage video than an actual attempt to calm the waters, and he only did that one time. A blink and you'll miss it statement is not a tour. It barely qualifies as an apology. And secondly, if that was his apology tour, it seems to now be followed by his farewell tour. You see, one of Chris Rock's jokes was that he had seen the movie Emancipation and he wound up cheering for the slave owner to whip Will Smith more. Well, that joke answers one question. We now know the identity of the one person who actually saw that movie because nobody else did. Most of you don't even know that Will Smith had a movie that came out just a few months ago. Yes, he's had a movie debut since the slap. And that movie, Emancipation, mega-bombed at the box office. It crashed and burned. It sank with all hands aboard. Will Smith is upset about that. He should be, because it confirms that he has indeed damaged his own brand. 
And to add insult to injury, Will Smith was hurt that the Golden Globes didn't nominate Emancipation for anything. See, he's realizing that the same white people who patted him on the back after his god-awful stunt are now the very ones locking him out of the party. He thought they were going to give him an award, even a Golden Globe, something to show that he was still in the club. But instead, they snubbed Popularity is an aspect of prestige, and it doesn't take much to dispel it. For all you folks out there who tried to defend Will Smith, tell me something. How did he go from being an Oscar winner last year to now not even being able to get nominated for anything at the Golden Globes? Emancipation cost $120 million to make. It only made about $3,000 a screen when it debuted. It died over opening weekend. And the white media is also reporting that even Tom Cruise is avoiding Will Smith at all costs. Now, to be fair, Tom Cruise is notoriously distant from people, so I'm sure that this is something of an exaggeration. But I'm also sure that it's true that Will Smith is looking for a shoulder to cry on, and Tom Cruise is ignoring him. See, white power will encourage a black person to wreck themselves. They will applaud as you crash and burn, and then they'll turn right around and pretend that they never met you when you try to get their help afterwards. Will Smith's stunt has cost him a lot. That's the problem I have with what he did. The momentary embarrassment that Chris Rock had has been greatly rewarded by heightened notoriety that the man hasn't had in years. Will Smith went and turned Chris Rock relevant. That's the problem. See, for the hood rats and chicken heads who are trying to claim that, well, Will Smith's still making big movies while Chris Rock is stuck doing comedy specials, the answer to that is not really. Chris Rock has actually had his name recognition raised. Everywhere he goes now, people want to talk to him, which is something he didn't have before last year. His star was clearly dimming. But again, this isn't about Chris Rock. I keep repeating that because we have some people who are stuck on stupid. They're pointing the finger at Chris Rock and saying, but what about him? Nobody who matters is going to blame Chris Rock. I tried to tell people that a year ago. And Chris Rock really rubbed salt in the wound when he said that his parents taught him not to fight in front of white people. Now, that's a phony attempt on his part to try to claim the ethno high ground. Well, as black people, we ought to know better. But the problem is... Will Smith lent him credibility on that one. We all know that Chris Rock has a dysfunctional relationship with his own blackness. He's like Dave Chappelle in that regard. Dave Chappelle thinks of blackness only in regards to himself. But certain things that he's said and done over the years makes it clear that when he talks about black, he's only referring to and only cares about his own personal experience. He doesn't really care about black people as a group. And the same goes for Chris Rock. Like Will Smith, Chris Rock doesn't care how his comedy reflects on black people. The open bootlicking and butt kissing that Chris Rock does. He sees himself as a black man in Hollywood, but he doesn't see himself as having any meaningful connection to black people as a group. He's learned to take racial abuse from white people in Tinseltown. So as Chris Rock sees it, he's getting paid and that's just that. So while I agree that black people should have better sense than to put on a show for white power by fighting each other in public, I also understand that Chris Rock is only referring to himself with that statement, but that doesn't erase the damage that Will Smith has done to himself. And all of this pathetic coping that I'm seeing, people lying to themselves and pretending as if he's not damaged goods, you're not fooling anybody but yourself, and you're probably not even fooling yourself very much. Chris Rock's career is fine. 
Now he's free to tear into Will and Jada all he wants. And after what Will Smith did, nobody's going to say, well, shouldn't someone say anything? Will Smith has made Chris Rock bulletproof to criticism. This is what happens when you handle a situation the wrong way. Instead of hurting the person you intended to wound, you only end up hurting yourself. You can try to spin it or explain it away, but those are the facts. How is this a win for Will Smith? What did he win? Is he any richer? Is he more bankable as a movie star than he was a year ago? Did he add anything to his prestige by doing what he did? How did that stunt benefit him? For those of you who forgot, Will Smith is supposed to be a movie star. That means he's a business unto himself. So how was this good for business? How did this help him? It's funny how the people trying to cheerlead for him can't answer that one simple question. See the hood rats, chicken heads, and fools who tried to have a vicarious victory lap through that incident? They're not the ones who deep-sits their careers. They don't pay a price for that stupidity. They're not the ones who got banned from the Oscars and who the other award ceremonies don't want anything to do with. They aren't the ones whose careers will have to carry this weight and will have to spend years trying to dig themselves out of this hole, assuming Will Smith can never get out of it. See, the white media doesn't mention Mel Gibson's anti-black racist rants. They let white people live that stuff down with a couple of mea culpas. As far as the white media is concerned, they reported on that one long enough and it's time to move on. Now, they won't even mention Mel Gibson's racism. Now, do you think Will Smith will get the same treatment? I put the hood rats and chicken heads who applauded him in the same category as the racists online who cheered Gina Carano while she committed career suicide. You don't let some anonymous, unaccomplished rando on the internet get you to throw everything away. Because it doesn't cost those people on the internet anything. The world star hip-hop crowd who loved Will Smith's stupid stunt, they enjoyed black people fighting each other, period. To them, they like behaving reprehensibly especially if they think that there's some white folks who are going to see it. The world star hip-hop crowd has a gutter mentality, and that kind of public stupidity is exactly what they lap up. But Will Smith's paying the price, not them. How's his career been since he did that? Chris Rock has had two high-profile comedy shows and a $40 million contract with Netflix. One of his appearances, he held a Dave Chappelle of all people. And what did they do? They mocked Will Smith on stage, and there was nothing Will Smith could say about it. Imagine that. You got people who are sitting here mocking you, ridiculing you, telling the white media it's okay to pile on, and you can't say anything in your own defense. How was that a boss move? How was that a chess move? How was that smart? Will Smith, on the other hand, had a would-be comeback tour that crashed and burned without a trace over opening weekend. Now, I don't know if that will continue or for how long. There's been some loose talk about a Bad Boys 4, but that's at least two years away. And how can you be a movie star if you only got one movie that makes money? While I don't respect Will Smith, at the same time, I'm not rooting for him to be unemployable either, because Hollywood pins that on all black people, not just him. Besides, if Roman Polanski can be allowed to work and even receive Oscars, if Mel Gibson can be allowed to work, if Rob Lowe and others can be allowed to work, after all these men have done things like spewing blatant hate speech and in some of their cases committed rape, then Will Smith's return to the silver screen shouldn't be that big a deal either. See, there's some black folks who can't separate their own feelings about how someone acts from the greater picture of how society feels about black people in general. While the world star crowd just enjoys seeing black people fighting, White power just gets a kick out of a high-profile black man being brought down. 
Chris Rock has played the fool for racists too many times for me to ever be a fan of his. He occasionally made white people feel uncomfortable, but these days he's going overboard to do the exact opposite. And he doesn't seem to be happy unless he's trading in anti-black rhetoric. I'm half expecting him to pop up on Fox News next. And the worst part is that because of Will Smith, it will be harder to call out Chris Rock now, not easier. It's going to be harder to point out the wrong that he's doing. He claims that he's not a victim, but the white media never said he was. To them, he's better than a victim. He's a useful idiot, albeit one that Will Smith gave a hell of a lot of insulation and protection to. Some of you are going to learn that there's a way to do things and a way not to do them. You can try to praise Will Smith all you want, but the people who matter aren't going for that. He's a high-profile black man. And as Eddie Griffin said, they don't let us get out of the game clean. What a shame that Will Smith chose to wallow in the sewer. If he had called Chris Rock out on stage on that Oscar night during his acceptance speech, Will Smith would be the hero of the story right now, and Chris Rock would basically be in the same condition as Sarah Silverman. But Will Smith chose not to do that. He could have handled that situation in any one of a hundred different ways that would not have helped Chris Rock. But he deliberately chose the one route that would. So now he has to watch as Chris Rock calls him the B-word, mocks his wife, and is given thunderous applause by the very audiences who used to cheer for Will Smith. You know, that's got to feel like a slap in the face. Oh, never mind. Good day and be one. I'd like to take a moment to mention some of our contributors. Eric Bailey, Noel Williams, Myron Briggs, John Williams, and Nancy. Salute to them and thank you to everyone for listening, liking, and sharing this message. Black empowerment only exists because of you.